Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, the 12th of September. Welcome to your morning meeting. Straight over to you, Marcus, with the overnight, or shall I say, weekend wrap? Yes, the weekend wrap. Well, it's the overnight wrap. Dow Jones, as you all know by now, was up 377 points on Friday night, which is 1.1%. And the NASDAQ had another good night, up 2.1%. S&P 500 up 1.5%. And the interesting part of that is that from the low last Tuesday, the S&P 500's up 4.65%, the NASDAQ's up 5.6%. So we have a rally on our hands. And the ASX 200, which was up 2.6% in the last couple of days of last week, is up another 0.8%. So that's lagging a little bit, up 3.4% from the low. So Technically interesting that there seems to be a bit of a bottoming in the market. I wrote about that in the weekend newsletter. And a part of the excuse, of course, is that we have probably now discounted the most aggressive settings on central bank policy after the ECB raised rates last week and after Powell talked about carrying on until the job is done. And the odds of a 75 basis point rate rise on September the 21st are already up at 90%. In other words, it's in the price. There's only one way from here, and that's for things to soften up a little bit. And maybe that's what's happening. But the most significant thing over the weekend are these Ukrainian headlines and the hopes that that whole conflict could be in a or at a turning point. So what happened over the weekend, you've probably read it yourselves. But what happened over the weekend is Russian forces launched a special military operation, which was designed to disarm the Ukrainian capital, and it backfired. Tens of thousands of Russian troops attacked Kiev from the northeast and south, and a whole load of Russian paratroopers landed at the Antonov airfield just north of Kiev. And this was supposed to be a decisive move by the Russians, and the Ukrainians appear to have turned them all around, wiped out all the paratroopers at the airfield, destroyed the landing strip. The Russians are in retreat. Now, if it was the end of the Ukraine conflict or the beginning of the end of the Ukraine conflict, it would have significant implications if the war suddenly ended today, it would have significant implications for the market. Because, of course, energy prices would fall, inflation fears would dissipate, sentiment would improve for lack of geopolitical risk. But on the idea that the European recession is less likely, inflation's likely to drop, interest rates are likely to peak, suddenly commodity prices would rise on the economic optimism and the markets would also presumably see some sort of bottoming as well. So we might have a new macro factor on our hands today, which is the tide of the Ukraine war changing direction. Whether that's true or not, I think you'd need to be Napoleon or Patton to understand it, and I'm certainly not. But certainly on watch for the Ukraine and our market responding reasonably well today. As I say, we are up 0.8%. That's 56 points now, led by resources up 1.5%. The US dollar has significantly come off the top, which feeds into this idea that the market might be having a pivot point. It's down 1.6% in just a couple of days from a 20-year high. 
Bitcoin as well, which was up 5% on Friday, is up 15% in three days. It's the barometer of irrational exuberance, of course. All the metal prices were up on Friday. The nickel price up 5.9%. It's up 12% in a week. The copper price was up as well. It's up 2.8% in a week. The iron ore price had a good week up 6%, up 2.1% on Friday. Just the gold price missing out on the party as usual, down $4 on Friday. So an interesting week ahead. We've got this CPI number on Tuesday. We've got developments in the Ukraine war. We've got a whole load of stuff on the diary. A Eurozone CPI number on Friday. Jobs numbers in Australia on Thursday. RBA bulletin on Thursday. Inflation numbers in the UK on Wednesday. Usual weekly jobless numbers in the US on Thursday. China's got retail sales, industrial production, jobs numbers on Friday. They're going into their golden week, which is their holiday from October the 1st to the 7th. And as you've probably seen, we will have a public holiday on the 22nd, the day before the grand final holiday. UK is having a public holiday on Monday for the funeral. So their markets will be shut on Monday. And the Bank of England have delayed their policy meeting from this week to next week. So loads going on. The focus is obviously on the CPI on Tuesday and developments in Ukraine. Will either of those become potential catalysts for a pivot in the markets? I don't know. Doubtless some of you are already having a bit of a crack at the moment, and I've yet to write the ideas section, but wondering whether I shouldn't add a couple of ideas at the moment as sentiment improves. Yes, it could be wrong, but we can't sit on our hands all day whilst the market rallies. And that's probably enough from me for the moment, Chi Chi. Thank you very much for that, Marcus. Leighton, what's going on in our local markets and what the broker's saying? Thanks, Chichi. So as Marcus said, we're currently up 54 points. We were up 74 points at best, but tracking along quite nicely this morning. Most of the sectors are in positive territory with resources leading the way. Technology and the banks are also tracking nicely this morning. The big four are all in positive territory and Block is up 4.4%. Healthcare is the only sector that's lagging this morning with CSL down 0.4% and ResMed off 0.3%. And the lithium stocks are also in a bit of a sell-off after the recent run that they've had there. Looking at some of the stock news today, Link Administration is in a trading halt pending an announcement relating to the scheme of arrangement with Diane Durham. Star Entertainment is also in a trading halt relating to the final inquiry relating to its fitness to hold a license. Imugene has entered a trading halt pending an announcement on a planned capital raising to facilitate investments from two new institutional investors. And Liontown has awarded Zenith Energy for Wind, Solar, Kathleen Valley Power Station. On the calendar, there's nothing locally today. We've got some GDP numbers out from the UK. The US has consumer inflation expectations for August. And James Hardy has an investor day today. Few companies ex-dividend, but nothing moving too much there. Coming up this week, as Marcus touched on, we've got US CPI on Tuesday, UK CPI Wednesday, and then Eurozone CPI on Friday. And of course, the local jobs number numbers Thursday. Other than that, there's not too much to go into. The brokers, nothing too exciting happening. City has a buy recommendation out for Domino's and the target price there is $84.40, which is implying a 38.8% upside. Other than that, there's not too much going on this morning, Chich. Thank you very much for that, Leighton. Marcus, let's hear your strategy. I've sort of did the strategy there, Chichi, but effectively on watch for this CPI number.
number. I've got all the expectations in the strategy piece today. As I say, some suggestions that we will see our first month-on-month drop in headline inflation. Consensus minus 0.1, Morgan Stanley with minus 0.23. So that could be a pivot point for the whole market. As I say, we are at very aggressive settings at the moment on central bank policy. So softening up is the most likely next change. If there's going to be a change, we're on watch for the Ukraine. But for the moment, I think it's all very short term. Technically, this rally is so far insignificant as far as investors are concerned. The CPI number, whilst we hope for the best, it could cut both ways. Ukraine's weekend victories may be insignificant. So I'm not really prepared to call the pivot point on the market yet. Technically, it's certainly not here yet. But I can see that some of you are going to have a somewhat more or well-developed risk appetite than an investor, and you'll get going already. Commodities and resources are a separate play from the market, and certainly they're looking a bit more interesting over the last few days. My Perth buddies tell me that WA is warming up for a new round of capital raisings. They think it's happening, the recovery in resources, that is. Let's see what develops, but obviously a very interesting week ahead. In the strategy piece today, I have got some charts of the resources sector bottoming, although it's only really two days of bottoming. It's not a change of trend yet, but it could be. ASX 200, very similar. NASDAQ, very similar. So some significant charts bottoming there, but it would be a bit premature to trust it, I think would be the point. As far as the ideas portfolio is concerned, I am still ruminating. I've got a couple of ideas here. I won't mention them on the podcast, but I think there will be a couple of ideas in there later on today. Nothing too aggressive, but just in respect of the fact the market's having a bit of a bottom. And that's it on strategy. Thank you very much for that, Marcus. So would you like to remind our members that Stuart McPhee starts today in our trading section? Yes, he does. And he has written an introductory article today called Stuart's Story. Have a look at that. It tells you what Stuart expects to be doing in his section. His brief has been fairly simple. We need money-making ideas, education, and personality. And the rules are the same rules I had from my editor at Fairfax. Very smart chap. 20 years ago, he said, you can write what you like, Marcus. If I don't like it, I won't publish it. And Stuart gets the same brief. In 20 years, Fairfax only ever didn't publish one article I wrote. And I've spoken about that before. It was the one that mildly criticized the media for chasing clicks. Anyway, enough of me. Back to Stuart. Stuart's articles will start this week. We look out for those. They will include a detailed technical analysis piece on an ASX 100 company each week, an industry sector analysis. He'll look at each sector over various time frames, explore some of the best performing sectors and look at significant individual stock moves within them. He's also going to include educational articles and some short videos, do a technical analysis piece on the ASX 200 each week. And anyone who attended our education seminar will know that he looks at the volatility percentage of the index, which he'll explain. It's a key risk measurement and 
alarm bell. It's a bit like the VIX volatility index. And that ASX 200 piece will include major technical levels among the top 20 companies. Anyway, plenty to come from Stuart starting this week. And I would remind you, he has a book which is now in its fourth edition and has sold constantly over 20 years called Trading in a Nutshell, which I'm told is still available on Amazon. And that's about that, Chi-Chi. Thank you very much for that, Marcus. And let's go straight over to our question of the day. If you were king, what would be the first thing you would do? Leighton? Bit of a tricky one, but I think I would like to do a tour of the Commonwealth, show my face around, just try and become personable for everyone. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I would do something similar. I would throw a big party, I think, to make sure everyone's all happy. Nice celebration to welcome me in. And Marcus, how about yourself? What would you do if you were king? I think it's pretty obvious, Chichi. I would appoint myself as captain of the English rugby team and play at Scrum Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Okay. Cheers, Michael. Thank you. See you guys. Yeah.